On this episode of The Big Cookie, the girls challenged each other to envision their ideal day in their creative space and make moves to fulfill their goals. Annie set out to find some peace in organizing her home office, while Danielle planned to utilize her space to differentiate between work and play. But real life got in the way. Welcome to The Big Cookie with Annie Kalaherka and Danielle Anderson. Hey, Danielle. How's it going? Hey, Annie. How are you? It's time for episode two. I know. We've arrived. So it's been quite a week. Um, Well, we haven't recorded for a month, and it's been quite a month. That's right. As anyone who is a living, breathing human knows, um, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Uh, Our last episode was before the new year. So how's your 2021 going? Oh, it's just as fabulous as 2020. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Yep. I'm liking all these memes that are like, haha, we thought 2020 was bad. And 2021 is like, hold my beer. True. Um, I, I am experiencing a lot of the heartbreak that other, other people are, other c- citizens of the United States of America are feeling. And I'm... I am finding ways to be inspired and feel productive, though. So that's a good that's a good thing for me. But um, yeah, my heart and shoulders are heavy the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, I quite literally this morning was like, I need a massage. Like mm-hmm. my shoulders ache, my neck aches. I think I'm feeling. I'm not going to say the entire weight of the world, but some of the weight of the world with the heaviness of the attack on the Capitol, which we're not going to like skirt around. Um, We are literally, I guess that happened like a week and a half ago, right? So um, we're still dealing with the aftermath of that and, um, you know, working to take care of ourselves in the midst of it and still focusing on our creativity, right? As is the point of season two. So I want to ask you, Danielle, I'll start with you. How did your small goals go? Yeah, my small goals went all right. My goal last episode was to make a Facebook post asking for help from my community to find a new guitar. So I got a lot of feedback and that was really helpful Some people even reached out to me personally to kind of like walk me through it, um, which which was awesome and something I realized I really needed. Like I almost need a guide to go with me or to walk me through it or like, what do I ask when I'm buying for a guitar? So I accomplished that goal and it and it went somewhere. But then I just haven't done then like after a few days, I just didn't do anything or I like reached out to some guitar shops and um, I just kind of froze. So it happened. I, I accomplished that very small goal, but it didn't lead me anywhere else. How about you? How did your small goals go? Um, I So that very day, I think I made this small goal to just like do some ironing and move um, some stuff around and get myself like one step towards the greater path of... Um, doing uh, redoing my office space and um I did the small goal that day and then I made another one and I I cleared out my whole closet because like I I know that I have to sort of make put in new shelves and everything so I cleared out all the stuff 
And I, I, I went through this stuff and got rid of some stuff. I did like the home edit process, a la this show I like on TV. I also like that tidying up show we've talked about that I've been inspired by in the past. And then I ripped out all the shelves, which was like, hey, power tools, um, <laughs> which was fun. Do you have power I, tools? I have some power tools. Cool. I have a yeah. drill. Well, you know, I call it a power tool. It's really just a... I guess, electric screwdriver. <laughs> yeah. That's what I call a power tool. I mean, it has power. You plug it um, in. Uh... Yeah. So I actually, that was a big deal because like now it's got to get done, mm-hmm. you know, even though I then was promptly, pretty promptly interrupted by, oh, crud, I have to go back to teaching full time as a student teacher. So like all right. of the organizing of the office is like, on the back burner now because there's so many more immediate daily demands I have to meet. Yes. So I did find some little time here and there. There's a bunch of like drywall screws in the closet, you know, like I'm re like I'm, I'm going to go like to the container store and like completely redo it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I have to make a clean palette. Uh-huh. Did I say that right? Palette. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I pulled out some drywall screws, like, day by day just like when I was like okay I'm like let me feel like I've done something so I just it's baby steps you know right and you know what no judgment like things take time and like some people can whip this stuff out like in a snap I'm just not that kind of person so I'm not giving up on it I know it's gonna take time and you know what like life has is gonna make it turns out right now take even longer than I really wanted to again but like I'm still going to keep at it, right? Totally. You're bringing up some good things of like the importance of feeling inspired by your space. It's been a goal for you for a couple years. And like you said, I don't need it. I don't need my closet to be amazingly organized, but it will, I think, inspire you, make you feel ready, make you feel prepared. You know where your things are. It's a, it's like a simple way to have control in, in a way, in a life, in a world where it feels like so many things are out of control. And a lot of the things we'll, we we plan to talk about on this episode was the importance of your creative space. I also like that you're giving yourself grace, you know, like, okay, I started this, I felt good. Um, it's been a goal of mine for a long time and it hasn't always worked out, but I feel inspired to do it this time. And real life gets in the way and you kind of have to adjust, which is another thing we're going to talk about today. Well, yeah, and I think little tangential desires come up around goals, right? Like, I ended up actually reorganizing my bathroom. Like, now I'm moving on that room more than I'm moving on this room. So it's fine, right? It all supports my lifestyle. It all supports my creativity. But is it in line with what we said? No, you know, not exactly. I know. I had a similar thing after we met last, and you were talking about organizing your space. My goal is kind of ask for help to buy a guitar with the eventual goal of purchasing a new guitar. And what I found myself doing was taking out my my gear bag. It's the the bag I bring when I have a live show. So it has like um DIs and and tuning pedals and tuners and batteries for my guitar amp, a uh, pickup and strings in case I break a string and then a lots of lots of sheet music and like set lists from years and years of shows. So the bag was just in total disarray. I hadn't touched it all year because 2020, I didn't play. I played one live show in February and then haven't haven't looked in the bag. 
and I moved. So like all my musical stuff is kind of in different places than it ever has been. And I haven't gotten it out because I haven't done um, the same types of musical stuff I've done in the past. So I got out my my gear bag um, and was just like going through it and throwing away things I didn't need or like looking at the batteries and testing if they worked or what strings I had. And it wasn't my specific goal, but it was like, I want a new guitar. Do I even own guitar strings? Like, do I have things to kind of like adopting a pet? Like, do I have a kennel for my, for my dog? Do I have a a food dish? Like, what do I have kind of taking stock of, of my tools or what I have and don't have what I need, et cetera. And it wasn't one of my goals to organize, but it made me feel connected to being a musician in a way that I wasn't expecting because it was kind of like, I, you know, as an artist, you need paint and you need canvas. And I was like, what do I need as a music maker? And as someone who wants to buy a new expensive guitar, do I have what I need? And so it was just kind of a unexpected thing I did one afternoon. And, you know, it took over my, it was like stuff all over my floor, all over the place. And it took over the day a day I was probably intending to do something else, but it felt like something I needed to do. Maybe something like cleaning the bathroom for you. Another thing I notice is when I'm setting these goals, I've, I've written some of them on the, on a paper, like we challenged ourselves to do last episode. And within that, I'm almost doing, it's kind of like, okay, sure, sure. I'll get to that. But while I'm waiting to do that, I'm going to do this other thing which I have done in my professional career for many years. It's called procrastination Mm -hmm. of like, I really need to write this paper. I'm instead going to organize my sock drawer, which organizing your sock drawer is great, but not what you needed to do right now. Yeah. But magically for me, it's like, okay, so my goal was to make that Facebook post. And then my goal was to sit in my chair. I'll talk about that a little bit more in my audio challenge, but, um, I I didn't really sit in my chair, but instead I wrote songs. So it's like I wanted to sit in the chair to get closer to writing songs, but instead I wrote songs. So I'm not saying this is like a great problem solving thing I've discovered, but for me, making, I'm going to call them little bullshit goals, actually made (laughs) me do my legitimate for real is these goals. Yeah, it's almost like you tricked yourself into it. Exactly. So like give yourself a little thing that you can avoid. I don't know if that's what I need, like a little dumb thing that I'm like, I swear I'm going to get to it. I'm going to do that. And instead I just do the work that's needed. So we'll Mm, see if I can continue to- the mysteries of the mind. Continue to trick myself into um, success and productivity. Why can't it just be straightforward, though, you know? Like, why can't I just do it? (laughs) Well, that's creativity for you. Yes, she's an elusive mistress. Danielle, I want to hear your challenge for the week. Yes, that sounds great. Okay, so we challenged ourselves last month to describe ourselves in our ideal creative space and an ideal day in the life of us as a creator in this space, right? So I did something a little different. It's not worth really explaining it. I'll just drop you right in. You ready? Yeah, bring it on. For a long time, I've been imagining a room, a big square room, a tall room with flat, smooth walls. 
I imagine a simple space, but it's big and open. And maybe if I'm flattering myself, there are sexy French doors that open out. The dark hardwood floors have a Persian rug that covers all but a few feet of the outlining floor. The rug is something red, pink, brown, reminiscent of a rug my dad had in his basement that was rumored to be with him since college. My dad's rug seemed like it was old and thinning, but strong. Like loads of people had walked there, spilled their beer, talked about the war, made a long-distance phone call from a rotary phone. Maybe my little feet even walked across this rug before my mom scooped me up for a nap. I don't know where that rug is now. In the space uncovered by the rug, where the floor meets the walls, there are instruments. A tall stand-up bass leaning back on its stand, a couple of acoustic guitars, maybe an old blue fender and a junky amp, a blue milk crate of percussion instruments, a tambourine and maracas spilling out onto the floor, a record cabinet and headphones with the curly Q cord, maybe a big floor pillow, but there are no chairs in this room, only the floor, only the connection of the wooden planks to butt bones. The room is a museum. The room is the Wild West. It is clear what is to be done here. The room asks, come inside and fill me up with sound. In my house today, I use our extra bedroom as an office, a craft room, and a recording and video studio. There's a little nook where I've set a subdued lime chair and a bookshelf full of things I've done or swear I'd do someday. Tutorials for seamstresses, improvisers, stoicism, self-confidence, and songwriting. I do most of my sitting, writing, and working from the chair at my desk, and I've been wanting to, quote, sit in my chair, that lime chair, for a few weeks now. I even wrote it down on a post-it note as a goal, which is basically law in my office. I hoped that the perspective of sitting in a new place would open something new in me. As humans, we've been spending so much time at home, not going out, not going anywhere. So could sitting in my chair be the catalyst for my artistic revelation? Is this where the goddesses will meet me and feed me their wine? Is this where I'll pen my next album? Or hey, while I'm at it, my first New York Times best-selling novel, By the Light of Dawn, She Waits. I haven't spent much time in the chair, but I can see myself there. Hair unkempt, pencil in my mouth, fussing over my guitar and a notebook as ideas pour, pour, pour out. My left leg is bent under my body as I balance the stream of inspiration and the mortal curse of needing to write it all down so I don't forget. There is sunlight and a candle burning and iced coffee and my skin is soft and not dry from winter, and my back doesn't hurt from lurching over an instrument that I just don't practice enough. I can see myself in that other room, too. I kind of look like my mom in the 70s. I'm wearing shorts, clean from a shower. I'm sitting on the floor with a guitar in my hands, and I'm just playing, writing, singing, listening. In the room, there's no time. The sun isn't up or down. I'm always fed. In the room, I'm not writing for someone else. I'm not even writing for me. I'm just doing it. Today, I sat in my chair and recorded a bunch of 
improvised looping pedal songs. What I do is improvise two bars of something at a time and build layers, letting whatever it is fall out of me. I recorded them on my phone to eventually share on Instagram, but that ruined it for me. I'm sad today, so I kept writing sad songs and I'm censoring myself because what I want to share is happy and I want to pretend I don't feel what I feel and I don't want to show my whole body on a video on Instagram because what if people don't like it or what if they do? And what if people like my loop songs better than the songs I work really hard on and I get my feelings hurt because I want them to like my folk music that I'm not even sharing because I lost my footing and I'm trying to blah, blah, blah. This is what kind of stuff goes through my head. Today in the chair, I worked through it and made some songs. So what's next? Will I sit in my chair more? Will I sit on the floor in the room in my head? Or can I sit in the chair I'm in now, the work chair, and just do the work? Not writing for the people on Instagram, not worrying about what they think about my body, not worried about what they'll think of my new songs, my old songs, not writing for myself, just doing the work. Stand for love and truth and beauty. Wow. Okay. So I want to read that New York Times bestseller. Oh um, you know. So. <laughs> I, I worked on many and titles. Had, like, what would the title of my New York bestseller? I just came up with one. Oh my gosh! Well, it's funny because I had a flashback when you said that because you had a really funny title that you came up with when we were in Artist Inc. I think this keeps coming up today um, for your biography or something because we had to write oh, like yeah. a obituary, a obituary or something. Oh my god! I yeah, love and so that. you like shouted out your best-selling novel <laughs> that was. Re- Really funny. Was, this title was more poignant, and the I don't know. Maybe you have. Wasn't the other we, one we about my like, vagina or something? Yes, I knew your vagina was mentioned. Like memoirs to my vagina. What was it was that? like my eighty-year-old vagina or something like that. <laughs> um, anyway, you're hilarious, and also like just such a poet. And I wish I could like bring you into my um, high school class, but they would probably be intimidated by your talent. Um, <laughs> But um, they'd be in awe of your talent, I should say. Um, I'm honored. I'll interrupt you to say that you are a great writer and I love listening to your thing. So I wanted to like step up my game for that. But continue to compliment me now. It's interesting, though, because like I think we'll see in a moment when you listen to mine, like we we, we are like living parallel lives in some ways because – we, our pieces are obviously very different, but kind of similar in some respects. So that's cool. But I love what you said about the mortal curse of needing to write mm-hmm. it all down, but you can't. Yeah. That is so spot on. It's like there's night. I mean, there's 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 so many times where an idea comes in your brain and you're like, oh, blah, 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 and then it's gone and you like never you never get it down. And and um, oh my God, your dad's rug on the floor. Like just the imagery that you described. Like I love that you took this, you really took this challenge as a creative challenge. You know what I mean? You really wrote the story of your creative space in this like bigger ethereal, um, you know, blow the roof off the house respect, right? Like 
I love that you went there. It felt like a meditation. I felt like I could listen to that to help me like calm down. Cool. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, that's great. You know, those like peaceful stories that they tell. I, I don't have one of those apps, but I feel like they tell like stories like the Calm app or whatever. Like they tell uh-huh. stories like that that are just like soothing and beautiful. Built with a man. And then, the um, and then you just being in the room, just doing it is like it not doing it for yourself, not necessarily doing it for others, just doing it just like in the work, right? Yeah. That kind of came out when I was writing like not, I'm not even writing for myself, which is d- an interesting concept for me that I've I've always felt very connected to the process and the product. So it is like, what would happen if I removed myself from this? And can I? Like, do I have enough control over inspiration and muses to like step out of my own way? But a lot of what's what's interrupting me is me and and my thoughts and my worries and my criticism. So it's like how can I be the vessel and just like, let someone take over my body and do the work, but not, <laughs> but not be like, yeah. what, what will someone think about me if I say this in a song? And so that was a new thing that I haven't like ever spoken that I think like, I'm not even writing for myself. I'm just writing like, it's not about me. It's about like, this needs to get done. Some, this needs to be said. And it's not for me. It's not for me any more than it's for you. It's right. it's for who knows. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think like what you're describing and that sort of critical um, voice that runs through while you're still at the same time, like letting yourself do it, like how you put that together just in the audio of this was amazing because you were talking about the frustration of doing it while we were hearing your dope ass loops, <laughs> you know, that you were just like doing. And so much of like work that everybody does is like that. So much of being, I'll say just in a writing process is like that. It's just like, you know, Natalie Goldberg, my favorite writing teacher talks about that, how she would be free writing in her notebook and she would just write, you're fat, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're fat, you're stupid, you're mm. ugly, you're fat, you're stupid, you're ugly. But she was in the act of writing and eventually yes. she would get past that. So yes. it's like, you kind of gave us an audio version of that feeling of like, I'm just pushing through this work, you know, and I love it. I think it's big progress. I think it's it's a big deal. Cool. Yeah. I want to hear yours. You ready to jump in? Yeah, I do have to give a little background knowledge um, okay. so that people will maybe get this. Um, I have an easy button. I've told you this, right, Danielle? Yeah, yeah. So I have an easy button that I got from Staples and it was like, it's kind of a corny law of attraction exercise to like bring more ease into your life. And so like when doing things that I don't want to do sometimes or things that feel like a struggle, I'll do them and then I'll hit the button to be like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Like, you know, this is easy. This is easy. However, uh, I've discovered in the last, I don't know how long I've had it, but recently, I think just in the last few months, it just goes off at random. Uh, and oh. it, and and how are you feeling about it going off at random? Is that spooky or inspiring? Oh, I don't care. I'm at peace with the ghosts in my house. <laughs> you know me. I'll just smudge them out if they get annoying. <laughs> you have the tools. I have the tools. Okay, let's move on into yes, listening that was to easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, you okay. ready? Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to wing this because the truth is, I am in a phase of my life where I don't have 
free time. I really don't. And I'm in one of those hardworking, nose to the grindstone, just get through it, get it done, push like a bull phases of life where it's a means to an end. It's a hard means to an end. I'm talking about my student teaching. So when becoming a teacher, you go through this intensive time where you're basically teaching full time, having to be on eight hours a day in masks, mind you, because of COVID right now. But even without all that, it's an extremely stressful time because you're not only teaching school, you're still finishing your graduate studies. So you are also going to school after school. So it's school upon school upon, oh yeah, are you supposed to have a life? Um, and <laughs> it's a lot. Um, that's not to say that it isn't um, wonderful and I, I need to stop and acknowledge that. I'm grateful that I am pushing myself to work hard and I am working hard and I am meeting deadlines and I am getting things done. Um, and I am knowing that it's a hard thing and I'm knowing that that's okay and that I can do hard things, which is something I talked about last year, uh, probably around this time of like not feeling capable or having an ounce of energy for much, right? So it's, uh, really wonderful when I reflect back on how much has changed and how much better I am doing and I need to give myself credit for that. Um, and I also need to cry clearly as I am getting a little misty here. Um, the truth is I can handle stress. Stress is not my best friend, but it's not my worst enemy. And, uh, at the end of a stressful day, which I am at now, I have allotted myself so much time to just, uh, decompress before I have to get to my work tonight. Once again, that I really only left about an hour ago. Um, but... <sighs> Um, I was just taking care of, of, you know, life house things when I got back in and I, um, was doing the dishes and I'm, I haven't really been able to take a full breath for probably most of the day. Um, and most of the last week since I started, I'm really, I'm only beginning week two of this. And, um, I just started to sing and I realized like how good I feel when I am actually in my element and when I am actually using my gifts. And, you know, for about five minutes, I just kind of improvise my own personal hymn at the um, sink washing dishes, like, I can breathe again, I can breathe again, I can breathe again when I sing. I so, can breathe again. I can breathe. It's probably the again. most I've decompressed in about an hour and a half hour and a half. <laughs> a week and a half more like. And it feels good. And um in terms of my ideal day creating in my space, I guess I would wake up singing. <laughs> and I know that sounds that sounds like a really lofty goal but um you know I have a poster from a theater uh puppet theater that I I've never been to but it's up northeast it's called bread and puppet theater and they're this really grassroots social justice you know street poetry style um company and um out in the middle of nowhere and 
my friend got me a, a hand-printed uh, poster that says Sing, with a big yellow sunflower on it, and it's it's in the wall. It's on the wall opposite my entryway. So as soon as I come home, I see it. And um, I realize now that that was a lesson. That's a lesson I have to see every day. Is remind myself to sing. Uh, so I guess that's what I would do on my ideal day. I'm sitting here petting my dog. <laughs> uh, forgive the noisy dishwasher. But um, I wake up, take this little pupper out, give her her food, do all the things we have to do for her. Then I would meditate. Then I would um, write in my journal. Um, I might go for a run even before I meditated or at some point in the morning. And then I would come to my space and... I would do a job, perhaps um, answering emails for my job that may be some kind of teaching-oriented teaching job, or I might teach classes online from home, or I might um, be in some kind of collaboration making a podcast, such as I do now, or I might be making um, original work to be performed, um, writing plays, collaborating, um, recording, um, like podcast series as in for like voiceover acting work, doing that from home in my space. Um, and maybe even sewing something, uh, maybe crafting something for a show. Um, uh, maybe, te maybe I'm teaching a crafting class. Um, and so I have to stay active on my sewing machine for that because I have a wonderful sewing space that I'm manifesting slowly, but surely I promise. And I would work on that. It's really that was all the assignment was, was just describe your ideal day. And I would say, wake up singing and get plenty of sleep. So I am peacing out. Thank you. Love. That was easy. <laughs> Sometimes this crazy button has good timing. Uh, so wait. The that was easy button went off right at that moment. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. I know, right? It's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. But was that easy? I feel like it's kind of rude to be like that was <laughs> it is easy. Rude. I'm telling you who. <laughs> it's kind of, but it also makes me laugh. So I'm like, whatever. I I think that's the idea. Is like. Well, I mean, whatever. It's just a malfunctioning button. I'm not going to get too deep into it. However, I will say, like, um, I was not dreading doing this. Like, I'm, I want to have so much time to do our podcast stuff. Like, I wish that was all I had to do. But, you know, I was like, that was a question in the back of my mind for the last month. Like, well, when am I going to do my little mm -hmm. assignment? Blah, 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 blah. Especially once I started student teaching because I was so freaking busy. So it's definitely something that it, but then I was like, just sit down and do something. And I did it. Yeah. And then it was like, hey, that wasn't as hard as you thought it was. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's incredible. Okay. I got a lot from yours. I love how honest you're being about like, I'm stressed. I need to decompress. I have like an hour to do this from an hour that I just left the other thing to I have to do it more. So like I'm feeling for the the space you're in 
in the sense that like school upon school and I literally don't have free time because I think so many people have that setup where it's just like inspiration. Are you kidding me? I can't even sleep. Like there's not time to sleep. When would I have time to calm down and get into this cycle of creating stuff? Um, and I also love that you're just aware of that and still kind of committing to push through. Like you said, like push, push like a bull, like get out and like you're aware of it and you're, you're pushing forward as opposed to being like, I'm so stressed out. I hate this. Why am I stressed out? You're like, I'm stressed (laughs) out and I'm moving forward. This is hard and I'm moving forward. I can do hard things. So I think that that's a really good way to handle stress and work and difficulty. Um, So kudos. I loved hearing you sing, Annie. I want more. I want more. And I love that you said an improvised hymnal because like hymnal is immediately spiritual and like calling upon sources. I will give some some small credit to the Catholic school environment I'm in. Ah, <laughs> I feel like I'm surrounded by religiosity, um, oh, I which like- isn't a bad thing. Um, so it was like, but I wanted to write my own hymn. Yeah, I like that. Taking that and make like taking that thing and making it your own and something you can rejoice in and celebrate and worship, if you will. Well, and the other thing is like, and I remember being told this. Funnily, I didn't click. This didn't click at the time, but maybe you've heard this from like voice teachers who are like, who told, who have told me literally to sing, sing while you're washing dishes, and it's a technical thing, right? Because your diaphragm's often up against the. Well, if you're short like me, I don't know if everybody's this way, but your diaphragm maybe is against the counter. And so you can feel, and also to sing, you have to get deep breaths. So like I, like I said, like I literally hadn't taken a deep breath until I made myself sing. And I was like, okay, now I can breathe because I'm singing. Yeah, that's amazing. And like figuring out what you need to take that breath and doing it joyfully. And luckily it's something as fun as singing. I think sometimes we think the solution to our problems is like, well, I'm going to have to go to therapy, not talking down therapy, but it's like, I'm going to have to schedule it and then I'm going to have to wait and then I'm going to have to drive there and then I'm going to have to feel comfortable to open up. But like, sometimes it's something more simple than that of like, I needed to sing to help me take a breath, which is just gorgeous. And I also love that we, we both were kind of doing improvised things because within all creation is improvisation oh yeah and then and then it's editing and then it's like presenting the final work but the act of improvising song and melody and anything and just like being free to let it all run out of you beauty ugly all of it um is is one of the more freeing things I've ever experienced. And like, that's what's actually made me a better creator is like the ability to accept that function. Um, so I love that you're, you're giving us that your song was so beautiful. And I was like, at times listening to it under your overdub speech, cause it was so moving. Um, and then I like your, you, you did go through the daily, like what you want your day to look like in your space, which I think is very attainable And at the same time, isn't that so hard to do these things? Wake up, take the dog for a walk, go for a run, meditate, uh, and work in my space. Any number of these things that I love to do. But how many days does that not happen? How Mm -hmm. how, How easy is it to let 
those things get off course. Um, oh, for sure. So I like that yours was very realistic. And um, and I also, one, one thing you said is um, I'm working on my sewing space. I love it. And I, I'm manifesting it slowly but surely. I like just the way we're talking to ourselves lately. It's not yeah. like I've been freaking working on this thing for <laughs> two freaking years and I can't get my butt off in the gear. And instead we're going, it's coming along slowly but surely. And I trust that I will be able to provide this goal for myself. How very calling in the one I know. Calling in the one is working its oneness um, through all the thing. (laughs) So I love love this. And I I love hearing what what you're going through. This this real world thing of, I feel like I'm luckily, maybe not luckily, but in kind of the exact opposite space of you. I'm ignoring work and the call of duty to create more and you are really focusing on and committing to work and your education and your next career step mm-hmm. um i think that's like equal though like both are of equal value you know what i mean yeah. like i think what you're doing is right where you it's like right where you need to be totally you know? totally and i think it's interesting that we're having different but same experiences in that of like how do we work through this? This is hard. How do we work through this? How do we work through our voices? How do we work through our stresses to just keep at it and to not give up and to have grace to sing uh, through it and to, and I mean, singing is singing. Singing is la, 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 la. But singing to me is such a deeper thing. Like, oh, for sure. I mean, that's, that's what I, I I was saying that I think, I don't know, that was just like the words that came to my mind recording that diary, but I was thinking on it more. And I was like, there was this great joke I heard from this comedian uh, years ago when I was living in Cincinnati who had, who said, it's like one of the first things in his set was, wouldn't it be great if you could wake up with confidence? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, it just made me laugh so hard because like who wakes up that Mm. way? You know what I mean? And yet, um, I will say though, like in high, like compared to like this time last year and how I would wake up, my dog wakes up with confidence Uh. and my dog puts a big old paw in my face. Yeah. Have some of this confidence, mom. (laughs) Exactly. She's like, feel this come on i'm hungry you know wagging that tail like so it's a little bit like snap into it here we go like so it doesn't feel i know it's it's kind of a crazy expression to wake up singing but like yeah that's a good goal i mean or it's something to always like okay like feel as good as you can as soon as you can you know that's a great goal and you don't need stuff like you don't need to change your outfit you don't need tools or like weights or a yoga mat it's like wake up singing it's it's I think for me I'm learning that the goals that I can achieve most are ones that I can't make excuses for so it's Mm -hmm. like how can I set up this small attainable goal and remove all um excuses like how do I how do I make it the least excusable if that makes sense of like well if if I say that then I then I will have to do this and I can't do that and right. it's like, no, just wake up singing. And it can be, yeah, the first breath you take, it'll, that's beautiful. That's uh, advice for a lifetime, I think, yeah. of wake up singing. So we have a lot more to dive into, but should we take a break for our uh, sponsor this week? Totally. 
This episode is sponsored by Brookside Guitars, located in the Brookside neighborhood of Kansas City, Missouri. These guys offer lessons on a number of instruments and have a bunch of different instructors. They've got piano teachers, guitar, violin, and ukulele instruction. Annie and I have actually both taken guitar lessons through Brookside Guitars with Ryan Wirtz. And I actually, in my small goal, I reached out to Ryan um, in my quest to buy a new guitar, and I sort of asked him, what do you guys carry in shop? What do you think? And he took a really long time to help me. I I took lessons from him a year or so ago, and so did you, right, Annie? Yeah, I actually learned to play guitar from Ryan. Um, I was like moved to tears by hearing Ryan's band. He's an amazing, I mean, as you know, amazingly talented musician, plays for the Grand Marquis, a really cool um, prohibition jazz band in Kansas City. And um, that kind of led me into buying a guitar from him and taking up lessons with him. It's a really great place to learn, um, especially if you're a beginner. They customize lessons to fit your style. Um, and I had just such positive experience with him. It's just a wonderful little shop. It's a really cute shop. Uh, like you said, you started as a beginner. I went in as more of an intermediate player. So we worked through a lot of um, like music theory and pentatonic scales and like soloing. Uh, wow. And so yeah. he taught me a ton of stuff that I had never, as a self-taught player, there are just things that like I haven't been unlocked in in my in my knowing. And he really just uh, like turned the the knob on a lot of doors and opened them up for me. And they teach adults and kids. They've got some really cute pictures on their websites of of students, and they're um, taking COVID precautions and and teaching lessons during this time. Yeah, so they're making it work. They are, and you can mm-hmm. schedule a lesson or get set up with a new instrument by visiting their website, BrooksideGuitars.com. So let's talk about this buzzword we honed in on, rerouting. Rerouting. <laughs> right. So goals don't always work out. Right. But that's kind of okay, right? Like, and I think we both learned that lesson in the past month with realizing, okay, I guess we got to reroute this a little bit or manage our expectations a little bit um, given the demands of XYZ. For me personally, uh, life just kicked into high gear because I am in student teaching. And so there's literally no extra space for a lot of the stuff that I want to do. There's a lot of stuff I have to do, but how, but the question became, how can I feel good in completing the stuff that I have to do? Right. How can I, um, manage my energy around it? Um, bring my creativity to it. And one of the biggest challenges I realized is, and especially, I think this, probably a lot of people are having this experience or maybe are going to have this experience if they end up going back to work in person or once things are less shut down because of COVID, it's reentering the world of being around a lot of people, um, being in school eight hours a day and having, you know, massive amounts of kids come in and out of the room and suddenly I have to be on for them, right? Mm -hmm. I have to um, lead. I have to present. I have to speak all with a mask on too, which is a challenge in and of itself. But 
it really, um, that in and of itself weighs on my energy, not to mention all the added pressure around it, lesson planning, school planning, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't want to, um, get to go too far down that path, but it's a lot. And, um, we, Danielle and I had talked about this book that I actually haven't been reading because I haven't been reading much outside (laughs) of school things, but I had started it uh, a couple months ago called the empath survival guide. Yeah. I read it, um, a couple years ago. Yeah. And that's one of the big things they talk about is how empaths, which I do identify as an empath, um, can have a hard time in big crowds. And um, how do you manage your energy with all these people around and you're absorbing a lot of different things and how do you protect yourself? Um, And I think one of the biggest things for me is like I'm an avid meditator, but because my life schedule has not um, been as rigid as it is now becoming, uh, I have not had the time (laughs) this week in the last week to get like my time, my peace in the morning for myself that I usually program, which is like part of my empath survival. So that's why I mentioned that in my, my audio was like, get enough sleep, get up, do what you need to do for yourself and make sure that happens because your day will go so much better if you feel set up for that. And one of the things they talk about in that book is even like, while you're meditating, like making a bubble shield around your body to like protect yourself, you know? And I'm like, that's something that I think I need to, even if it's just envisioning that for like two minutes, you know, I need to like program that. Yeah. I think you're, you're working a lot on like time, timing and scheduling and scheduling energy is a really difficult thing to do, but just like when, when I have very little time, when can I find the time for myself, which I think a lot of people can relate to. And, um, I've never been a person who gets up earlier to get stuff done. I've always been a stay up later to get stuff done, but I think like in your setting and it's, it's interesting you say, get more, get enough sleep. Cause you're also, you're making choices the day before to set you up for tomorrow. So like, Make sure if today didn't go well, then you're like, okay, I'm just going to relax and go to bed and get enough sleep so tomorrow can be a little more energized if it's mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. And it's it's good to think of all these things that we can do. I like waking up singing, imagining a bubble shield. Like those aren't taking a lot of your extra time there. You can kind of do them or even singing while you're doing the dishes. Like you got to do the dishes So uh, I like these things that you can do to help you relax, help you take a breath that don't require a lot of like, I'm going to need two hours to do a meditation um, and (laughs) it's going to take 15 minutes to drive there and 15 back and I need 15 minutes to dress in my most comfortable jogging pants. And so um, I also think you, especially in your audio challenge, you had a lot of grace for yourself. I just saw something on the news about Quitters Day, which is, I think, January 15th, the day that everybody gives up on their New Year's resolution, like the most popular day for people to give up on their New Year's resolutions. Most of those, of course, are about fitness and health and dieting. And um, this woman on the news was talking about how, like, don't get discouraged if you don't do it for a couple days, if you fall off the track, if you don't exercise, if you eat uh, more than you were intending or the wrong things, 
like learn within your practice of sustainable, whether it's creative or fitness or reading or meditating, like have grace and know that you're not going to do it perfect every day, but come back the next day anyway. Absolutely. And that really stuck with me. So we're making these goals and we're trying to achieve these things. And that's, that's the focus of the podcast, but it's also like, how do we forgive ourselves when we don't do it right? Like I wrote, Mm -hmm. I wrote down my goals and we, we made a big deal about that in the first episode, like do the goals you write on your paper and set a date. And I did one of those and then didn't continue on with it. And then like, even to you, I was like, oh, Annie's going to be mad at me. You're never (laughs) mad at me. But I was like, I'm going to get in trouble because I didn't do it. And, um, and who cares? Who, who Mm -hmm. really cares? You don't care. You're not mad at me. I'm mad at myself, but why do I need to be mad at myself? Then I'm spending energy on that. So go like, right. oh, I didn't do it today. Shoot. I'm going to go to bed early and try to do it tomorrow. Oh, I didn't do it tomorrow. Shoot. I'm going to go to bed early and try to do it on Wednesday. Yeah. And so Well, just- and also, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, please do. But on the note of like your specific thing and buying a guitar, like you're going to do it when it feels right. Like I just have no question that you're going to do it. Like we both know you're going to do that. And it's also like, it's a big deal. So you shouldn't rush into it. You know, it's like you're you're taking steps forward and you're taking the steps in that direction. And I think when the right thing comes along, you're going to know and it's just going to be like, well, done. And then you'll move from there. Like, I I think it's a big purchase. So don't rush into it and just trust that the right thing's going to come around, you know? Yeah. And something I've noticed from that goal of saying to the universe and to my Facebook musical community, I want a new guitar I have this gorgeous guitar sitting here that I I haven't really been happy with, Mm -hmm. but it's still like, I need to prove to myself and guitars in general, all the guitars of the world that I'm putting in the work to play it and be good at it and greet it every day and say, hello, how are you? Mm. Um, And, and that's, that's a small goal that I didn't set, but that has uh, developed is I'm I'm writing on the guitar. I'm practicing those things that Ryan from Brookside Guitar taught me. He taught me how to like solo on like what are where do you put your fingers to solo in the key of A major? And I've been doing that. So like you can go to YouTube and play like a blues track and then be like I've just been doing that again, which isn't the style. That's not the style I write in or play in, but it's it's spending time with my instrument that I have in another goal committed or, or said, I want to, I want to do this more. Mm -hmm. So I'm also trying to reroute in that way of like, okay, my goal was get a new guitar, but really the goal is get better at guitar. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. A good, a new guitar when it's time, but be good at guitar, be proficient in guitar, know what you want to say with guitar, spend time with guitar and uh, so I'm I'm thankful that that's sort of appeared in the clearing of a foggy forest for me of like, oh, I didn't realize that's what I needed. I just needed to connect more to guitar, yeah. not just yeah. buy a guitar. Sure. Yeah. Cool. So you found your way, really. You really have. I think I did. And mm-hmm. I am, I don't know how you feel, terrified of losing it. Now, now I'm like, what do I, what do I do? I wrote a message to my patrons. That's like, here's what I'm planning to stay in this mindset of creation and writing. And I'm taking some songwriting classes and practicing and writing daily. 
But there is still this fear in me of like, but what if I lose it? And I'm trying not to spend too much energy on that. Yeah, yeah. That's always going to be there, you know. But I think it's a st- it's the thing of stopping and starting. You've stopped before. You've started again. You might stop again. You'll start again. <laughs> so um, I think you'll I'll, I'll let whatever I can do to help. Let me know. But if we can continue to have grace with ourselves, I think we'll we'll get there. My biggest thing is really just continuing to, um, like I talked about, feeling in my element, singing at the sink, right? But I don't always feel in my element teaching in front of the class. And because there's a lot of wonky things, there's technology and there's, the technology is a big deal. Um, And there's, you know, just knowing the textbook that I'm teaching from, it's, it's um, the stress of just trying to meet the demand, right? And right. and and monitoring the students. Like there's just like a million things going on when you're teaching. And so I'm not in my element. I am like a fish out of water. I mean, to yeah. a certain degree. There, I'm certainly somewhat in my element. I wouldn't be there if that wasn't true. But really feeling the confidence and the ease, that's not there yet. And um, there have been some wonderful like glimmers of sunlight in it where, I mean, one day I caught myself waxing poetic about teaching English while funnily enough, teaching a unit on poetry. So like I do find some, some moments in the class where, and it is improv. It's like, I'm learning that so much of this really deeply connects to my background of theater and performing arts, like duh, um, and music because poetry is music, right? I'm teaching poetry, but like um, where I'm like, okay, I'm improvising now and I can improvise. I'm not afraid of that. And mm. like, we can go off on a little bit of a tangent that actually helps illustrate the lesson here, you know? So I'm finding, I'm finding my way in that, which is cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a challenge and that's, that's something that, that I've known is what the course is for me right now is becoming, being a creative and becoming a teacher. Yeah. Getting into the flow of all of that let alone newly teaching, but with all the added craziness of teaching mm-hmm. in this era, um, that would be hard. And I'm the same way, like if I start a new job, which I haven't really in a while, but if I'm new anywhere, even like going to a new restaurant where I'm not sure how to order, do I order at the counter? Do I pay at the counter? Do they bring the bills to me? That was one of like my my most activated anxiety things of like, I don't like trying new things. It's scary. I want to be good at stuff and not stress any waiters out. Um, <laughs> and, and it's valuable. It's so valuable. And like confidence, I, confidence for me comes from knowing what the expectation is, knowing how to go with the flow and like improvising. Ooh, I'm, I could congratulate you for improvising in moments where you're still getting your footing because it's really hard to improvise if you're not already clear on what the, what's going on. So yeah. it, it's, it's a great thing to be able to do and hard to get to. And are, are you, how do you, how do you get there? How do you, do you, think experience teaching like days in the classroom will help you feel more in the groove or yeah it's definitely over time like I finish week two I have 10 weeks to go over time it's getting easier yeah um and a lot of it is just because it's not just getting up and teaching it's it's adjusting to the schedule it's 
it's adjusting to my school schedule. You know what I mean? After school, it's adjusting to what I have to plan. It's, you know, it's, it's all like, it's just the biggest learning experience I've ever been in and maybe ever will be in. And it's also on top of that, being evaluated, like being watched by your cooperating teacher being evaluated and then I don't want to say judging but like it feels like a judgy experience because they are you know judging what you're doing a little bit and then also like your evaluation that's happening after school when you're in school like doing school you know so that's like a it's a very vulnerable place we had like a mo we had we do free writing which is cool the other cool thing is like there's so much of my artistic and writing practice that comes into play that I'm like, okay, I already have a lot of things in the toolbox that I get to exercise in here. Like, you know, our seniors do a five minute free write and I just write with them. And what came out of me this week and one of them was like, I am a sponge. I am a, I am like a, basically all about being an empath, which I brought up. Mm. Like, and so, and the feeling of vulnerability in the classroom is so prevalent. Yeah. Um, but that's also essential to learning, Right. Absolutely. So yeah, there we go. Shall I open this present you gave me? Okay, yeah. So I don't, I don't want to make a bunch of disclaimers, but it's a. I'm gonna just say it's a present. You can have that sticker. There's a sticker on the front. You can just have that sticker for you. But the present's kind of for both of us. So open it up. Okay, we'll talk about it. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god, Annie. Can you tell what it is? Is it cookie cutters of our faces? Yes. <gasps> Brilliant. Oh, my God. Did you see him yet? Yeah, I did. I had to, like, rebox it because I wanted to see him. Oh, my God. <laughs> How fun. So you got these custom made? Yeah. I ordered from this gal on Etsy who makes custom cookie cutters of people's faces. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we need this. It was kind of an impulse buy, but I'm not mad at it because I think... I'm just going to give us a challenge. But first, because you have them in your hands, this is going to be your challenge. And uh, I'd love it if by next month you do something fun with them okay, and share it on the podcast. How about I that? I love that goal. Yeah, just a fun one. Cool. Glad you like it. Okay, so my goal is to make something fun and creative with our personalized cookie cutters. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also like to continue to songwrite. And I'll have to think a little bit more about like the small goals I want to set for that particular goal. But I am involved in some songwriting classes right now. So I'm um, meeting weekly through this mm-hmm. one like inspiration class. And they've assigned like write for five minutes a day. So those are great little goals. They're also talking yeah. about the importance of small goals. And then I'm in the songwriting club that's a little more loose, where it's just kind of like a prompt and songs are due every Tuesday. Um, yeah. But there's the opportunity for feedback and for me to get for, to leave feedback. So I feel sort of like a songwriting community building, which has been really good for me personally. So I'm just going to like stay focused and involved on those particular things. Do you have Sounds any? Sounds like you have a lot of accountability already baked in, which is awesome. It's so um, helpful for me. For yeah. That accountability couldn't do it without it. What about you? Yeah. Um, for me, like, honestly, I, and I have some accountability baked in too, because I had to make goals for my K-State program for teaching, which again was around, um, my teaching career. Um, but one of the big things was um, managing my time and um, getting myself on a schedule. So that's like still that's a big 
goal. And I mean, I know that's not exactly creative, but it supports my creative lifestyle. Um, still going to be plugging away on this, patching up the holes in this. I'm looking. No one can. They can't see <laughs> that I'm looking, but I'm looking at this weird empty closet. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be pulling more drywall screws and patching it up and hopefully starting to paint it piece by piece. Cool. I also like ordered a shelf for my bathroom that I have to build because I'm organizing that. I mean, all in all in line with, you know, setting the space up for for me to thrive. So I'll just keep ticking away at it. So should we sign off? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do it. But are you feeling inspired? Like, I am feeling, feeling inspired. And after this, I feel really uplifted. I'm so glad we have this time together to check in on this. You Me know? too. Me too. I like hearing about your your journey. And pa- uh, patrons and big kooky followers, we like hearing about your journey too. So make sure you follow us on social media. You can check out our website. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. And um, keep keep letting us know what's working for you. And honestly, what mm-hmm. isn't? Don't settle for just the crumbs. Don't do it. See we'll you next time. We'll see you time. next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks to our Baker's Dozen patrons, Paige, Marie, Sally, and Stu. It doesn't always come down to money, but it really means a lot. You can become a patron to help fund the Big Cookie at patreon.com slash bigcookiepodcast or on our website, bigcookiepodcast.com. While you're out there clicking buttons, please subscribe to the Big Cookie on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts. We also want you to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and tell everyone you know about us and love us and think we're the best. Deal? And when I sing, I can breathe again, I can live again, I won't die again if I sing, Do. <laughs>